Hey guys, welcome to Thrive Bites, the official podcast of Dr. Colin Zhu, aka The Chef Doc. On every episode, I talk with health and wellness experts from all over the world, such as doctors, chefs, dietitians, coaches, and many more. And I sit down with them and have casual conversations about plant-based lifestyle, how to elevate our emotional resilience, and what it really means to thrive. And I bring all of this to you. So let's get to this week's episode. Okay, guys, welcome to another episode on Thrive Bites. I'm your host, Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for chiming in and taking the time out. I know you guys are having a really, really busy day, busy schedule, and I really, really appreciate the fact that you guys take a moment to listen to my podcast. I have a wonderful, wonderful guest for you today. Her name is Tara Rose Gainham, and I can't wait to introduce you to everyone. Say hi to everyone, Tara. Hey, guys. Super happy to be here. So basically a little bit about Tara. Um, So she uses the platform of social entrepreneurship to be able to unleash her ambitions and dreams to the world. And she has a dedication to serving her community um, that is totally aligned to her mission and soul. Uh, She works as a coach and she's also a awesome speaker And I just can't wait to be able to uh, share her story with you guys. Um, So I'll start off by saying, uh, why don't you share your story about how you came to become yourself? You know, I know you do many, many different things, actually. You know, you're a coach, you know, you're a business owner, um, entrepreneur, like you do so much. Um, How did you get to this point and why this specific direction? Oh my gosh. Thank you. And thank you for that beautiful introduction. And again, for having me here. I'm really excited. Uh, So it's such a beautiful way that you phrased it. How did we, how did I become myself? And I think that is such a key in what everyone is searching for in this world is how do I fully become (laughs) myself, right? There's a lot of rhetoric on going to find yourself. There's rhetoric on becoming yourself. And I would agree so much with your semantic languaging on It really is becoming ourselves. It's shedding the layers of who we're not to just let ourselves fly free. And that really is how my journey has been. So when I was young, uh, I remember the first thing I did was plant this. Well, one of my first memories, not the first thing I did. The first thing I did was probably breathe. But one of my first memories was planting a sunflower seed in the ground. I think I was like two years old. And, uh, you know, it grew. And I remember it growing to be like... I mean, at that moment, it seemed like a skyscraper, but I'm sure it was only like two Mm. feet taller than me. And I just, nature was my safe haven. It was my place. I just loved being in nature, loved being outside, loved planting seeds and seeing them grow. And then as I started growing up and going to school and all of these pieces, the other side of life, which was a little bit less of the natural world and a little bit more of the world of rules and things like that, I started to have a sense of perfectionism set in and the sense Mm -hmm. of wanting to get it right, going to school, seeking out an authority other than my own soul or truth or being or knowingness in order to be good enough. And I think that, you know, many 
of us can relate to that where it's like, Hey, I just, I want to turn here or there and find, find somebody to tell me I'm doing it right or doing it enough. And this isn't to say, Oh, we don't need feedback. Right. It's just saying when we start to seek value from that place, we, we find ourselves in quicksand mm. and unstable ground. And so uh, going through school, there was always this internal pull that I would feel. So part of me wanted to get it all right and be perfect and be these things. And this other part of me wanted to just go rogue and like lead and, and share and, and shine my passions. And so this dichotomy happened for so long. And then once I went to college and had the opportunity to express and create more of that, uh, was able to build organizations and discover leadership and all of that. But again, within sort of the confines of how to do it right. And I discovered burnout really quickly and mm. weight, weight gain. And so on the outside, I had all this success. I mean, I was in huge media outlets. I had all these job offers. I had the president of the university inviting me to meetings. I mean, just, you know, it's really beautiful, but I was exhausted and mm-hmm. I felt lonely and started to experience these things. And so after college, I worked a couple jobs and then went and traveled and then in 2010 ended up in a job in New York at a great wellness company. I was there for 6 months, got promoted mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I was like I can't do this and it just <laughs> I was like oh my gosh it, and it wasn't the people, it wasn't the company. It was going and doing that routine which just was not authentic to me. And so it's so important for me to insert and interject that there's no right way to do life. And if the nine to five, which works for so many people is perfect for someone, then awesome. But let's have it be perfect according to their soul's blueprint, not um, a settling, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's where um, I ended up getting promoted and turning it down and leaving New York mm. and beginning to travel and saying, okay, what am I going to do instead of, um, you know, working a nine to five job? Because I didn't have a model of the world that was outside of that. Even though I had entrepreneurs in my family, it didn't occur to me what they actually did. Mm. And so as I started traveling, I was certified in a whole bunch of different um, health certifications, uh, raw and superfood nutrition, cleansing and detoxification, body, mind, nutrition, and then went on to get certified in body talk, which is an energy medicine system, um, coaching certifications, these different things, mm-hmm. and became a women's lifestyle coach and wellness coach and loved it and did that from a distance for a while. And then I started to feel this internal draw for, I want to do more things. Like I have all these ideas and creations. And so, um, it was like, okay, I need to figure out how to be able to do this coaching piece, which I love and is inherent and feels very true to who I am. And also add in, uh, building projects and other businesses that are all socially and mission, socially aligned and mission driven. Cause I found if it wasn't, I didn't have as much passion for it. So mm-hmm started to figure out how do I build a structure and a system where we can implement, right? We can implement all of the tools and techniques we use to um, leverage our energy and create optimal health in those pieces and then apply them to life as well. And so what I was coaching 
obviously always applying to our own lives and then taking that a step further and then applying it to get to go out and live our passions and things like that. So the dichotomy that was still there until even probably three years ago for me was uh, that shift between wanting to get it right and being able to just break free and fully follow my soul. So I'd have moments where I just follow my intuition, follow my heart, and life would work out so beautifully, but then there'd be input from the external that was like, okay, mm-hmm. you need to do it this way or slow down or be this way. And it became so confusing. And so it's still, right. It was still like, okay, what do I need to do to shore this up so that I can fully and completely trust my internal guidance and seek counsel from people I trust versus just people who are safe in my circle. And so through that process, I was able to create the different companies and my coaching practice in a way that feels super authentic to me where I can partner with other people, but not work for them and not continue that internal battle and push and pull. So that's, what's brought me to today (laughs) and uh, kind of here in this space of loving entrepreneurship, loving speaking and loving, uh, just coaching and, and being yeah. with people in that way. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I really appreciate you, uh, sharing your story. And, um, you know, I think, uh, it, you add, you know, so many great points in terms of, you know, how we live in society and society always wants us to, uh, kind of fit a certain mold. And you already knew really, really early on that, you know, you just kind of ebbed and flowed, you know, similar to like life. You know, I think of, I use, you know, the element of water a lot, you know, oceans and rivers and, you know, things that, you know, never, never, you know, stay the same, you know, they always change and transform. And so, you know, a part of life, you know, in terms of finding yourself, um, you know, and, uh, you know, and what your place is and your purpose is, is about, you know, the ebbs and flows, because you need those ebbs and flows to be able to learn the lessons and, you know, things like that. So I really uh, applaud you for, you know, sticking it through, um, per se, not that, you know, I'm sure you faced a lot of challenges, but for others, you know, they probably, you know, maybe have given up on themselves, you know, maybe, you know, just was like, I'm just fed up, and I don't know what else to do. But, don't have any other direction. So I think coaching is a great avenue for others to be able to kind of, you know, get them unstuck, you know, from where they are, you know, so. I love that point. And I love the water analogy. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hey, guys, we're gonna be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. So my so my question to you is that, you know, um, you know, for for other people that don't really have a blueprint, right? And you talk a, a lot about using your gut, your intuition, um, tapping into something. Can you go a little bit more into that? And, um, you know, for audience members who don't understand that or haven't maybe, you know, used that, for example, um, I think, you know, I think people would relate um, would be like intuition or using their gut. But can you go a little bit more into, you know, what you mean by that? And how would you harness and practice that? 
Yes, absolutely. So one of the things that I find the most interesting is that our brain, our heart, and our gut all have, and you could probably tell me exactly what it is, mm-hmm. but it's they all have the same cells, essentially, meaning they all think, right? And they all have the same brain cells in which they can uh, create the understanding of uh, the sur- our surroundings, They all have like a mind almost. So, you know, heart math gives us a lot of information about the heart and the way it actually picks up vibratory states up to 14 feet around us. Uh, The gut, you know, you'll just hear people say like, I just knew in my gut it was wrong or I just knew in my gut it was right even without the logic. Um, And then the same thing with like, oh, she knows it by heart, right? You Mm -hmm. hear that a lot. Like, oh, she knows that song by heart. Well, she actually knows it by heart a lot of times especially in the music and creative fields and things like that. Uh, we actually, our hearts are what are doing more of the memorization. And then a lot more of the logic and things like that happen typically in the brain. And this is not solidified, just that's just what happens, but that's just a very simplified overview. Mm-hmm. And so part of creating this connection is Uh, First of all, I would say simplifying a lot of the noise in our lives. So our lives have become so loud and Mm -hmm. we're told that it's, that's how it's supposed to be. And especially the generations that are being born now and have been born in the last 20 years, what we're seeing is, you know, we're completely attached to our phones and I know everyone talks about it and I am definitely not saying it's a bad thing because there's so many gorgeous things that come from that. A lot of people are probably listening to this podcast today on their phone, but the challenge is that it's noisy. And so we don't have an opportunity to fully connect into ourselves Mm -hmm. and everybody has this incredible wisdom inside their bodies. So their bodies, their energy fields, uh, their minds, it's all working in tandem with this energetic force field or the vibratory states or the frequencies, right? And we're able to connect into that and start to say, okay, what do I feel? What Mm -hmm. do I know? What do I believe to be true in this moment? And even goes beyond believing, which we can get into uh, later or some other time, Mm -hmm. we can get beyond that mental state where we're just feeling. And getting started is how can we tune out some of the noise? It's not saying, oh, go on a 75-day social media fast or don't ever get on your computer. It's just saying what really is noise and what is really useful and beneficial and is it nourishing me? Mm -hmm. And if it's nourishing us, like, yes, let's do that. But if it's Mm -hmm. not, why are we doing it? Are we just trying to fill space? Because it's in this space that we actually clear our energy fields first Mm -hmm. and foremost, and we give ourselves the opportunity to start hearing our gut and trusting our hearts again. And so there's a quote and forgive me, I don't know who said it, but it's like, do you want your life wisdom to give it to you in a dose of a whisper or a brick on the head, right? And sometimes Mm -hmm. those bricks on the head are really challenging diagnoses or disharmonies in the body because we weren't listening to that feather, that whisper. Mm -hmm. That's like, hey, drink more water. Hey, go exercise. Hey, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sleep. Hey, you know, do whatever that is. And so 
when I talk about connecting into that space, we start to, we start to clear out the noise, maybe spend some time deepening the breath because that breath is the instant connection between the tangible and the intangible. It physically creates more energy. It triggers the brain to scan the body for any disharmonies in it. And then it helps our bodies remember how to begin to heal. So Mm -hmm. it's a really powerful way for us to start connecting into trusting that. And we all have this internal guidance system. It didn't like pick and choose people at birth, right? Some of us just maybe had opportunities growing up or came in uh, with fewer uh, layers around us, so to speak. Right, right. And um, yeah, so many points that I would probably, you know, say that, you know, from the, especially in our current generation society, and I love the fact that, you know, you said that, you know, we're just in a really, really loud space um, all the time. And not only, you know, in our heads, but also, you know, within the palm of our hands in terms of technology and, you know, you're, you know, unless you live in the middle of a desert or in the woods or whatever, you're just inundated and bombarded with so many advertisements and things like that. So, you know, I'm in LA right now and it's, you know, very, very noisy, you know? So, so the thing is, is that, you know, for those of us that live in a metrop, you know, metropolis, how do you harness that? I mean, I would use my own example of, you know, I like to travel, you know, my, one of my passions is traveling and I feel, and traveling alone, I would add. And solitude gives me the opportunity to be able to clear my head, to be able to, you know, uh, take a pause, catch up with myself and, you know, actually, you know, re-engage all my five senses again. Um, so I can feel more connected, you know? Um, and, um, you know, I feel that, you know, we're, you know, even though with the advent of technology, information age or social media, we are arguably more connected, but I would say, you know, more disconnected from each other. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. why you have people that are, you know, um, these kids, you know, they're just more socially isolated and, um, you know, I worry, you know, about that. So, um, but in addition to, um, you know, you mentioned about noise and, and having that clutter our senses of, um, you know, uh, tapping into ourselves. What else do you th- uh, feel that people are missing from their lives um, in terms of, you know, health and wellness and, and, and why and why, why do you why do you say those things? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, I just want to speak to your point really quick on the mind and and the loudness in our mind and our own minds, the noise in our own minds. <laughs> goodness, yes, right? yes. I mean, this is something. This is probably more challenging often than all the loudness outside because so much of what's going on in our minds has nothing to do with what we actually believe and think. Right? It's all the input that's going in, and then it's all the beliefs that are you're not enough and you're not. Um, going to make it in life and you're right. Like, and we could just go down that spiral. Right. Uh, however, you know, where does that come from? Because we're not born with those thoughts. So we understand, Oh, those thoughts aren't actually me, but dang, it's noisy in there. And so mm-hmm. it's like, we almost step back and watch those thoughts or start to be like, observe them. Oh, 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 that's, Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's not me either. Because then we start to see, oh, it's coming from the external. And I just love that you brought that up because the noise isn't just external right now, but it, and when it goes internal, it usually it has been fed to us. So that, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, to answer your question, uh, I think that so much of what is missing right now is 
simplicity and confidence and truth actually. So what I'm, what I'm saying is uh, the simplicity of knowing that becoming really healthy and creating optimal health and all of those pieces doesn't have to do with some super elaborate plan of, you know, eating the exact calories. And again, there's many, many ways to do it. So I'm not putting any other system down. And for people that the the other systems haven't worked for, I think it's important to know there's a simplicity, there's a root of it, which is getting back to your own energy, Mm -hmm. rebuilding your own energy, having confidence in your own body as a temple, or if you don't like the word temple, as a human suit or whatever you call it. But it is a biological, chemical, and sensory genius. And the body just knows, right? We know and we can simplify it by saying on a micro, oh, you have a cut and you didn't bleed to death. Well, that's good. So, But we know what that says to us is, oh, our bodies can heal themselves. Like nobody really wonders if a cut's going to heal unless there's an unfortunate circumstance that happened for them. But, you know, in general, we all know if we get cut, we heal. So we can take that on a much deeper level and say, okay, we, let's get back to simplicity. Let's get back to just the idea that we're going to create more energy in our body through breath, through focus of thought, through uh, tuning out some of that noise, and then creating the confidence that the body will do what it's designed to do Mm -hmm. if it's just kind of given the chance to do it, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to, again, be this elaborate thing. It's like, let's start walking more. Let's do breath work every day. And let's just see how we feel from there. Let's get hydrated. And so what's missing is the message, in my opinion, that it's not hard and it's not painful either. You see a lot of rhetoric, you know, it feels like there's so much rhetoric that's like, oh, well, if you're going to get healthy, it's going to hurt. You're missing out. You don't get to eat sugar. You don't get to drink Mm. a ton of diet. It sounds like a diet. You know, when people have like, um, when they think of diet, they feel like, you know, restriction. And I, you know, at least in my uh, space, it's people don't like to restrict themselves. Yeah. It sounds like a freaking life sentence, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like here, let me just sentence you to life of cardboard. crackers (laughs) right and no friends and dullness yeah but but that's how it's portrayed when in reality oh i'm eating these foods and now i feel amazing right i feel brilliant and i have these creative ideas and now that i feel amazing i can go and live my passions and pursue my purpose and that's really what we all want to be doing anyways is have so much energy and feel so amazing that all we want all we want to go do is pursue these things and And that's also the other piece is that so often, again, because we have this detox and and again, not that detoxification is bad, it's wonderful. But if we just go straight to this one thing and say, okay, this is going to fix me, then what we're missing is, okay, what am I anchoring in, in the future? So I get really healthy. I feel really good. I have all this energy. Now what? And that's actually where I see a lot of people cycle is, okay, you get healthy, get healthy, get healthy. You're sitting here, you feel really good, but no one in your community or family has done it. And you're still at a job that you, maybe you don't love and you're not able to fully express yourself or your voice. So we, we loop, right? So then we Mm -hmm, kind of go mm -hmm. back into all these unhealthy patterns 
until we cycle again, instead of having, when you get to the top and you're like, I feel amazing. How do I anchor in that next level? And Mm -hmm. that next level being, okay, where are my people? I'm calling those people in. I'm going to go find those people where what's my passion. What's my purpose? What's next for me and creating that. So we get off the wheel into the upward spiral. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, this week we're actually celebrating a lifestyle medicine week. Um, by the time this podcast gets published, you know, it'll be a lot later. Um, but basically, you know, we focus on the six pillars of health, you know, diet, exercise, stress management, avoiding risky, uh, substances and, you know, uh, a good love and support. Right. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is where, you know, when you don't have these practices or a good solid foundation, um, you know, you aren't able to kind of, you know, reap the benefits, you know, and I feel people kind of quit easily or they quit early on or, you know, nowadays because we live in a fast paced society, they're anticipating or they're expecting immediate results, right? Because everything is, everything is instant, right? So Mm -hmm. when they don't see that, or when they don't, you know, uh, have that expected outcome, there will be like, okay, um, I just, you know, rather do something else, or I'll just quit or get off track, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to add to your point about the confidence and trust, I would, you know, I would probably say that, um, you know, I think because we've been so disconnected from um, ourselves that we've taken you know, the genius that you're referring to in terms of our mind body, um, for granted, you know, we haven't really given it a chance, you know, and that's, you know, to add to that, you know, not developing that confidence and trust. Absolutely. And, and we're taught from a very young age, not to have that right between, uh, media input and, uh, even our structure, right? It's look to a teacher for the answer or this or that. And again, all of these people are wonderful. And do we have guides, right? Were you fortunate enough to have all these people as guides Mm -hmm. to trust yourself and turn inward? Or was it always look to an external source for validation and how to live life? And that is really where we we went sideways, I believe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if, if anything, it kind of, it, it's almost like unlearning, you know what I'm saying? So unlearning what you've been taught and to kind of go back to square one of, you know, where do I start as opposed to where, where does, you know, society want me to start or where do parents want me to start and et cetera, you know, so... So well said, absolutely. Like, what what do I need? What do I need? Because really, and, and the answer always comes, that's the other thing what do I need? And it might be like, you need a nap. And you're like, no, 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 but what do I need? Right. And then take a nap. And and so just trusting it, you hear it, do it. If it, if it's positive and it feels aligned to you, mm. then, then go with it and yeah. then see what happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If it, if it resonates, you know, go. And if it doesn't, then, you know, it's, there's no right or wrong, you know, to, to, to this it's uh, everyone's going to be different. Everyone's going to develop their own process. So Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Um, Awesome. Um, So I will probably say, you know, going into the future, you know, um, and, you know, 
you know, the, the, the world that we have right now, you know, um, because of the noise, you know, what do you envision people to have a better grasp at, you know, like in terms of, you know, mental, emotional, and physical health, you know, like where we are right now, like how can we take it to the next, you know, step for people? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I think in general, the very first thing is for people to start actually envisioning for themselves the world that they imagine and want to create where they're at, right? So what do they want and need their body to look like, feel like, function as? Uh, What do they need and want their minds to look like, function like, right? In, In each category. And emotionally. So we trap so many emotions in our body, they get stuck and then they can turn into symptoms or diseases Mm -hmm, because they actually, mm -hmm. right. They create hormonal imbalances. Uh, and so, and then from there it couldn't create something else. And so we're really looking at a, a place where we need to say, okay, first of all, what do I envision? What is it that I'm actually going after again? Because that's the anchor into what we're creating. Because if we don't fully know, and that goes back to the roadmap conversation, if we don't fully know what we desire, then mm-hmm. then it's going to be a, t- a lot harder yeah. to get there. And that doesn't, you know, and I think the other piece is the getting it right complex that a lot of people in this culture have. So if we, if we remove that, just say, okay, whatever you write today, it's your prerogative to change it tomorrow, because as you write it out, it's going to start to unfold. And then again, we trust ourselves. We go and say, okay, it's going to be different for everyone. So whatever I'm hearing is just right for me. Here's my vision, my Mm -hmm. understanding. So having under people really understand you're the architect of your life. And that is your genius and you really get to create and have whatever you want. It's just a matter of getting that clarity down first. And then from there, helping people understand really that they have this unlimited wellspring of energy to tap into this. And, and, you know, you can call it whatever you want. I am presence or source or universe or God, or it doesn't really matter. mm -hmm, But if mm -hmm. we're able to focus on bringing just more energy into and through our bodies, through the breath, through movement, uh, and through focused attention, we end up creating an experience inside that feels so enlivening and alive. And if everybody really could fully grasp, you're the architect of your life, you can do whatever you want. And that's on every single level, body, mind, emotion, spirit, physically, mentally, emotionally. And, and we start with the root of what we are because everything is energy. That's the first thing all science textbooks yeah. say, right? Yeah. Everything's energy. Our bodies are just a dense form of it. So, and our minds help to direct that energy. So then we know, okay, I'm going to move more energy. I'm going to unstick the emotions, which can result in crying and things like that at first, but on the other side, it's freedom. So we just know, I'm anchored into this vision. This is where I'm going. And now I'm willing to do safely do whatever it takes until it takes to create that vision. And it will happen pretty quickly once we unfold it. So that to me is the most important because we get to, or part of the most important, because that's how we get to the root and then watch that tree grow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, You know, so I love the fact that, you know, we have to start somewhere, you know, it, you know, I think there, I forget who the 
author is, um, or not author, but the originator of the quote is that, you know, the journey of a you know, 10,000 steps starts with the first step, right? So mm-hmm. you just kind of s- go somewhere, right? And I love the fact that, you know, once you, you know, start somewhere, you know, it will unfold. It's, you know, going back to my original analogy of, you know, water and, and, and ocean, um, it always ebbs and flows, like it will never stay static. And so, you know, it, I think, I think people have a fear of the uncertainty. I mean, they the kind of go hand in hand fear is, you know, basically, you know, just unknowingness, right? So, you know, when you develop that confidence and you develop that, um, that courage, you know, even though you don't know what it, what it is to come, um, you know, you know that it, at least it's in the right direction, you know what I'm saying? It's in the right direction, um, but you just got to shoot somewhere, you know? Oh, yeah. Like movement builds momentum. So the first step is going to be awkward and clumsy, you know, and and to your point about the courage and the confidence, we nobody starts there. You know, it's like everybody starts pretty much still afraid and just mm-hmm. willing to start and just willing to move. And and I said to a client once a couple of years ago, she's like, I cannot get myself motivated to go running and I need to lose this weight because I don't feel good. I was like, crawl get on your knees and crawl Crawl to the door. When you get to the door, stand up. And when you stand up, walk to the road. And she did. And, and, but that's the truth about all of it, right? Cause the movement creates the momentum and just, just start scared. Like you really, you're going to feel afraid until you don't anymore. (laughs) Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. So going off of, you know, we're, we're, you know, talking about momentum. Um, what would you say for our audience members, you know, right now, you know, like they're hearing this and, you know, they, you know, might hear things that they probably haven't yet explored yet. You know, what are three tips, you know, that you could impart for people that they could start, you know, right now, you know, without any, not necessarily guesswork, but, you know, just something where, you know, they could, you know, really, really take charge of their lives or at least shift a different, you know, perspective or, you know, different direction for themselves to take to really, really better their lives. Oh, I love that. I love that. I would say there are three things that we can do that are pretty much totally free and super, super powerful when implemented even just a little bit. And the first thing is get a pen and paper out and just start writing. My vision for is my vision for my life, my vision for my body, my vision for my health, you know, and start just with the the one topic. So ask yourself, what is the one topic that I need to focus on most right now? And if I focus on that topic, it's going to change everything else. And a, a couple of years ago, I can't remember the guy's full name, but Gary wrote the one thing, the book. Uh, oh yeah, you yeah, remember yeah, yeah. His, you remember yes. his name? I quoted. I I don't know the name, but um, it, it, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually quoted that in my books. <laughs> the one oh. thing great book. Oh, I love it. it. Gary something. <laughs> Gary something, right? And and the thing is that I'm a big believer in doing and having it all. And so the one thing would seem contradictory to that. However, I'm a big believer in that you can have it all and do it all and you can have and do it all so much easier if you start with the one big boulder. So is it your health? Do you feel overweight? Do you feel yuck in your body? Are you not confident? Because I promise if that's the case, you're not going to feel even good enough to start 
that podcast you want to start or to go and talk to that person you want to talk to or whatever it is. So, so pick that one thing and write all of that out. And then every other one will get easier. So start there. What is your vision? And even if you're like, I have no idea what I really want. Well, if you know that you want to lose weight, I think that's a big topic. So I'll just go with that. Then it can say, I want my body to feel efficient again, right? I want Mm. to feel light again. I want to look good in a dress or in a suit again or whatever it is and start really, really, really simple with that. The why, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anchoring in what we're creating in the future. Uh, So that would be the first thing. Just get out the pen and paper and just start there. And then – and claiming it, that also gives you the opportunity to get back to your heart and your soul's voice and your gut, right? And now we're saying, okay, I'm taking charge. I'm the architect and I am owning that. And then the energy shifts immediately from there <laughs> just because it has mm-hmm. to like suddenly your whole being's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. yeah. Um, and then the second thing is watch your thoughts. Just start to observe your thoughts, the noise in your head, and then ask yourself, is this really me? Is this really, really me? And what's fascinating about this process is you will start to think thoughts you've always thought, like maybe like, oh my gosh, I just can't stand that. I don't know, like mole on my head or whatever, right? Mm. Um, It can be anything, but oh, I just can't stand that mole on my head. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you're like, you look at it and you're like, okay, so that thought's actually not me because when I was little, my brother said that mole on my head was so ugly. But before that, I didn't even realize it. So, oh my gosh, that thought isn't even me. And then we start to recognize, oh, I have this whole streamline going on in my mind. And this helps us start to, basically, I call it like unhooking. And we start to unhook thoughts, unhook thoughts. And that doesn't mean they'll never come back. But if they do, they have no sway over us. They don't change us at all. And that is the beauty of it. And so watch your, watch your thoughts. And the third thing would be uh, breath. So tune into that breath. And, you know, you can go on YouTube or it, basically anywhere and just discover even some kundalini breathing sequences mm-hmm. or uh, just right now as you're listening, breathe in and breathe out a little bit deeper. See if you can create that space and we're just looking to create space and this space creates more energy. It starts to clear us out and it starts to help get us unstuck because we know whatever we experience in the body, it's going to be a lot of what we experience in life. And when we Mm -hmm. start to get our bodies unstuck, our lives start to unstick. And so it's a really beautiful process. So get the journal out, start writing the vision down, claim that you're the architect of your life, because also this for health purposes, right, pulls us into our purpose. And studies from cultures all around the world have shown the people who live the longest had community and they had purpose. And so it's you can't even pin it like on a specific diet all the time. Of course, there's a lot of ways we can fortify our bodies with with wellness and cooking and all this glorious mm-hmm. stuff. And we also know that this is critical. It's key. And then the second thing is watching those thoughts so that they aren't taking us down every day, right? We wake up and we're refreshed yeah. and then suddenly we're back down and out. And then the third thing is, of course, just that breath. That breath is is you it's who you are it's movement it's tangibility it's um the intent the the link between the tangible and intangible so yeah i love it (laughs) thank you i love it yeah 
Yeah, I would even add, you know, when you say write down, you know, I, I would strongly emphasize that because, you know, you know, like don't type it out, like literally write it out, you know, feel the, the pen to the paper, you know, feel the, 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 the roughness of the, the page, the crispness of, you know, you know, turning the pages and things like that, you know, just mm. getting back to, you know, just getting back to the tangibility of it, because if once, if you go back on a computer and type this out, which you can, but I would recommend, you know, not because, you know, we don't want we don't want you to get distracted. You know, we really want you to be able to just be you and the paper and the pen. That's it. You know, um, I love it. I love it. Um, Tara, thank you so much uh, for, you know, everything that uh, we talked about. Um, uh, how can people, you know, find you? How can people look you up um, and how do you uh, offer your services? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Um, my website is my full name. So TaraRoseGannum.com. Instagram or Facebook. Facebook is backslash TRG Life. And Instagram is my full name, Tara Rose Gannum. And the best way to contact me about my services is at my email or on my website. Mm -hmm. And that's Tara at TaraRoseGannum. Dot com And I primarily do sessions for women in leadership and women and men in leadership who, and we do the whole comprehensive experience for them. So we're looking at nutrition, we're looking at lifestyle, and we all cut, we come at it all from the core of uh, creating that energy and that ongoing energy. So we're really living from the inside out, fully trusting yourself yeah. to leverage your own power staying in that space of just feeling unstoppable but without the grind yeah. uh, connecting to your goals so you can rapidly get them which feels effortless right so it's obviously i'm passionate about it i love coaching. <laughs> <laughs> no it comes through obviously you know yeah. it's like you know that's why i love you know doing this podcast is you know, you hear people really, really come through and, you know, the stories are, you know, and what they've, you know, express, you know, it just comes to life. So thank you so much, um, you know, for taking the time out and, you know, uh, and just offering yourself, you know, um, you know, just, just to, just to help people from a day to day, you know, um, and I really, really, uh, appreciate it. You and I have been, you know, good friends, uh, you're, you and you're my, you, uh, my sister and you have been good friends as well. So I really appreciate you yourself. Thank you so much uh, for coming on today. Yes, my absolute pleasure. I really appreciate it. <laughs> All right, guys. So this has been another episode of Thrive Bites. Please come back weekly and uh, we will see you on the next one. Take care, everyone. Bye. Hey, guys, that was another episode of Thrive Bites. If you like that episode, please subscribe and follow weekly for new episodes. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.